of greetings to all of you. Thank you so very much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those amazing tunes, as always, is courtesy of the amazing country legend Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. So I just got back from my annual trip to Tombstone just a few days ago, still in vacation mode, and I tell you, we had such a great time, and I know I mentioned this before, but they had the 30th anniversary of the movie Tombstone. I I probably watched that movie like five, six times a year at least. So there we go. It was a great time. Got to meet some phenomenal people. So for Casey... She came with me, my sister, and Billy Zane was the guy that she was like super stoked about. For me, it was actually Robert Burke. Robert Burke, he is amazing. He, I, I've watched him so much on TV. He was in Rescue Me, another one of my favorite shows. I love Rescue Me. <laughs> I will binge watch the hell out of Dennis Leary and those guys just going crazy. And so... That's who I was super stoked about. I ended up bringing some of my Tessa's Tombstone trivia game, and I gifted not only Robert Burke with one, who plays a McLarry brother, but I also gave one to John Philbin. He is so sweet as well. He's in one of my favorite movies, that being Point Break, and he was just such a sweet, incredibly humble dude, and he really loved the game. And then Lisa Collins, she played Louisa Earp. Very cool stuff. Had a great time. Billy Zane gave me advice. Lisa Collins is giving me advice through email. I mean, just super sweet, incredibly awesome people. Had a great time. And if we're connected on Facebook, you are aware of my activities and have been seeing some of those pictures pouring in. So there we go. Oh, and when it comes to Robert Burke, here's a side note, which I think is really, really cool. So he plays Mickey Gavin in Rescue Me. He was not a firefighter in that, but in real life, he very much is part of the FDNY. He's even a captain. So that is like certified badass in my book. All in all, it was a wonderful trip. Also got to meet Chris Mitchum, Peter Shireko. Wyatt Earp, who is obviously, duh, related to the Earps, and several others who are involved in the movie. I even went to Oriental with a distant relative of Wyatt and his lovely fiance, and they actually invited us to their wedding in August. And I also had the pleasure of meeting Wyatt Earp IV and his wife. So it was a pretty fantastic trip. Speaking of Tombstone... This episode brings us to Romania, I know we were just there a few weeks ago, to a colorful and vibrant and dare I say gorgeous cemetery called Mary Cemetery. This location was recommended and requested by my sister Casey Morrow. 
The tombstones, they are breathtakingly beautiful. And you are going to hear about them and some of the epitaphs in just a short while. Mary Cemetery is a location that is listed as one of the seven wonders of Romania. Many come here from all over the world to see these magnificent headstones. The cemetery is extremely close to the border of Ukraine, located in the village of Sapanta in Monomuris County. Now, to me, every single cemetery is precious, big, small, gigantic, it doesn't matter. I, I just always feel such a serenity and peace when I go into these amazing locations. Now, what separates Mary Cemetery from most of the others, if not all, is the fact that these headstones, they share stories, some being funny about how the deceased had died. And the tombstones, the headstones, the crosses, they themselves, they are pieces of art. Now, I've been to a place before, a cemetery, a graveyard, some type of burial ground, and I just see the elegance and the beauty. And yeah, there's times where I'll see a mausoleum, a crypt, a headstone, whatever you, whatever it is, and I'll just go, holy crap, and it stops me right in my tracks. It's very eye-catching. It catches the eyes of several people well over. 800 gorgeous painted headstones are here, and it's a continued custom to this very day, which I gotta love that. Now, this is considered an open-air museum, but in my opinion, I believe that every cemetery and graveyard is a museum, but that's just me. I'm a weirdo. Now, to be buried at Mary Cemetery costs between 600 to 1,000 euros. The painted crosses are anywhere from 300 to 900 euros. A nearby forest provides the maker with wondrous material, the amazing oak tree. So the headstones and crosses not only are being painted locally, but being made locally with a wonderful local source. And I'm all about that. I love doing craft stuff. And I, I just know like when it comes time for birthdays or Christmas or whatever, it's like, what can I make? You know, if I'm not making it myself, I'm wanting to get it where it's handmade and local. Just gotta love that. Totally support the local stuff. Stan Patras was a Romanian wood sculptor, and he was the creator of a good chunk of the headstones that you see today at Mary Cemetery. He starts sculpting at an extremely young age, 14 years old. That's impressive in my book. He begins with oak crosses, and in 1935, Stan begins to create these headstones and etch poems into them. At the beginning of him doing this, he was knocking out, I would say, 10 a year. He had a very special color that he would use. It was a special type of blue, a darker blue, and it was his favorite. But he would also use different colors as they have different meanings. Green meant life. Yellow, well, that was for fertility. Red, passion. And black, well, that meant death. Plants and flowers also had 
special meanings and different meanings. For example, in Romanian folklore, a fir tree is a symbol of male youth. Stan, he worked hard at these pieces of art for the deceased up until his very own death in 1977. And at that point, he had made close to 700 tombstones. Now, if you go visit the cemetery today, be sure to meet up with Stan's headstones as it has quite a story attached to every single one of them and he wrote his own himself and it reads this since I was a little boy I was known as Stan Ion Patras listen to me good people and I will tell you no word of a lie for as long as I lived I never wished anyone harm only good as much as I could no matter for whom from the age of 14, I had to work for a living. Heavy work in the forest with axe and saw. My father left for the war, from which he never returned, leaving us behind. Three small children in a world full of suffering. I would have liked to live longer, to see my dreams come true. Ugh, until yesterday, I have had visitors from 62 countries and visits from many heads of state. From this time, those who come here will find me gone. I wish you all only the best, all you people who came to visit. Now, after Stan passes away, his home and workshop, they are left to his favorite student, a man named Dumitru Poptinku. He continued to work in that home, and I believe part of the home was even turned into a museum, which is pretty neat. And Dumitru keeps Stan's love and passion for this incredible artwork alive as he keeps the tradition going to this very day. He shared that while some who come may read these headstones and think that's kind of insensitive or written in poor taste or maybe even disrespectful. Well, Dumitru has never had an issue with loved ones of the deceased. Quote, their lives were the same but they want their epitaphs to be different from the others, unquote. To this day, Dumitru works very hard in the workshop, insisting on only using the traditional tools for his crafted work, which involves a chisel, a hammer, and a planer. There are other tools, like a saw, that may help him be a bit on the quicker side, but he believes that takes the special handcrafted original work away from the masterpiece. He doesn't want super simple and quick and easy. I mean, this is a passion and he nails it. And for people like Dimitru and Stan, that would be a crying shame to do it any other way. You can't blame him. When it comes to the headstones and the stories behind them, he also has this to say, quote, it's the real life of a person. If he likes to drink, you say that. If he likes to work, you say that. There's no hiding in a small town, unquote. He also shares that the families want the true life of the person to be represented on the cross. And it is the crosses and their stories that keep yanking people into Mary's Cemetery throughout the world. Dumitru himself does around 20 to 30 tombstones a year. He paints the cross with that special blue I mentioned earlier. And then he adds flowers and several different other colors. 
Now, in more recent years, that being in 2008, Dumitru, he registered the Sapantha Cross at the state office for inventions and trademarks. So basically, if someone wanted to replicate something like that, they would have to ask him for permission first. Well, local craftsmen, they began to cry and fuss about this and sue him, and they actually win. So some of the headstones you see here at Mary Cemetery are not from Stan or Dumitru. Most of them are, but some aren't. The others are able to craft similar crosses and not have to worry about copyright. For me, like, I make my own stuff, and I work really hard at it. And I, I make it Tessa, you know? I don't look and go, oh, I'm going to copy this person and make it exactly the same. I don't know. I just, I just can't do that. So I see why he would want to copyright it because, you know, this guy, his mentor taught him this and it was his special thing. But anyways, it's neither here nor there, I guess. But I think it would be very interesting to come to the cemetery just to look at the pictures that are on the headstones. There are some that I saw that I cannot obviously translate to English, but the picture shared stories that you do not need to know the language to know how this person maybe died. One shows a man being hit by a truck. Some crosses depict soldiers' heads being decapitated. Another headstone shares how a man worked in the field and apparently it took place on St. John's Day, which must have been maybe a no-no as he was punished and struck by lightning. Obviously, it was a fatal case. One headstone shows a young girl being hit by a red truck. Her years show 1995 to 1998. Like, oh my God, she was like two, three years old. That's horrible. A town drunk. Well, his headstone shows a black skeleton dragging the man down as the drunk is drinking out of a bottle, reading real poison. Another headstone is rather haunting as it shows a soldier with his back to three other soldiers, rivals, bad guys, or whatever, uh, rifles aimed at him. And it's pretty clear that this was a straight-up execution. Very sad. Some of the photos do not give you a clue, though, of how the person passed away. You know, it kind of gets your imagination going like, hmm, what happened here exactly? For example, one man is sitting at a table with a glass and a pitcher of milk next to him. Did the milk go down the wrong pipe and he choked to death? Maybe it was sour and he got sick and died? I don't know, maybe somebody poisoned the milk? I mean, obviously, some way or form, it was probably death by lactose? I don't know. Now, thankfully, online, I was able to find some of the headstone stories that were actually translated into English, thank goodness, so I am able to share some of them with you today. One of them is quite conical, as it reads this. Under this heavy cross lies my poor mother-in-law. Three more days, should she have lived, I would lie, and she would read this cross. You who are here passing by, not to wake her up, please try, because if she comes back home, she'll scold me more. But I will surely behave so she'll not return from grave. Stay here, my dear mother-in-law. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like cryptic if you ask me. Like three more days, should she have lived, I would lie and she would read this cross. Like what exactly happened here? Another cross reads this. Kupka Ion, 
I was called, and for as long as I lived, I could not imagine being anything other than a doctor. I treated many patients, and I got rid of their disease, but I myself, I cannot escape, for a serious illness put me quickly into the grave. I had two daughters. May God give them a long life. And you, my dear wife, Irina, I have left you a widow. You be careful whom you marry the girls to, and remember to mourn me. Lived 47 years, died in 1986. So sad, you know, this doctor who saved who knows how many lives, but could not save himself in the end. I am unsure of what he died from, but apparently, as it says on his headstone story, it was a very quick sickness. Off to the next story. This next one reads this. As long as I lived, I loved the party, and all my life I tried to help people. Now this one, I assume, was for a local butcher in town. As I lived in this world, I took the skin of many sheep. Good meat I prepared, so you can eat freely. I offer you good fat meat and to have a good desire for food. Ion Tuduru loved horses, but he says more from beyond the grave. One more thing I loved very much, to sit at a table in a bar next to someone else's wife. Okay, so did the dude either die from the woman's husband? Or did he get killed from a horse? Or was he on a horse with the woman and the husband came? I mean, again, it kind of leaves things to the imagination, especially if you don't know the language. It's kind of like, okay, what happened here exactly? <laughs> like, you could write a story about some of these things. Like, you know, I'll contact Hollywood soon. And this next one is rather sad and not one speck of humor in this one. Quote, here we rest quite cold. Stan Ion and Gregory we're called. My childhood was indeed brief. Eleven months full of grief. I wish I had lived longer so my parents wouldn't suffer. But two years later, my brother followed me. Oh, Grego, my dearest brother, why did you upset our parents so much? As long as they'll live, our parents and grandparents and sorrow and mourning will be. Died 1976 and 1978. Unquote. I mean, it's just so heartbreaking. I know people, dear friends of mine, who have lost their children. I mean, you know, like one child. And I mean, that is absolutely gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. So this family loses one child, and then two years later, they lose another child? Like, oh my god, I cannot even imagine. And here's another one when it comes to children losing their lives way, way too early. And this one is a triple tragedy, my friends. Quote, here we forever rest, we three brothers since childhood, for a tough disease pounced on us and the world we left. You, our beloved parents, do not worry about us, for that's how our destiny was meant to be, to die in childhood. Pop George lived seven years, died in 1974. Ion lived for four years, died in 1965. Dumitru lived four years, died in 1968. Again, just gut-wrenching. That must have been for the family, not losing one child 
Not two children, but three children. Can't even imagine. This one is also about a child, and her poem screams volumes. Burn in hell! May the flames torch you, you bloody taxi that came from Sibiu! As wide as the Romanian country is, you had to stop right here, by my house. You hit me so, and sent me to death below, and left my parents just full of woe. Again, screams volumes. And here's another sweet child gone way too soon. On the evening of June 9th, I left to get some spring water. My parents didn't know. I was brought home drowned. No one knows what happened. They simply found me dead in Sapantha near a rock. I leave the world sad behind me. Oh, my poor short life. How little of it I got to live. Now this particular child's headstone I did get to see. And it portrays a young boy. And in the background is just these beautiful hills and the blue sky up above. And he's in the water and he's drowning. It's just, it's so sad. Many of the headstones involve people drinking, like this one. Plum brandy is real poison. It takes you onto a path of sorrow. It brought the same for me, and death placed me under its feet. To those who love plum brandy, you will have the same destiny as me, for I died as I held tight to my bottle. Here lies Dumitru Holdus, who died at the age of 45 years, driven to death by bottle in 1958. Then, here's this one. Pop Gregory is my name. I loved my tractor the most and drowned my sorrows in the bottle. All my life I was miserable and sad because my father left me when I was just a child. Maybe this was my fate, to die young. And here's another drinking one for you. Here I rest. Stefan is my name. As long as I lived, I liked to drink. When my wife left me, I drank because I was sad. Then, I drank more to make me happy. So, uh, it wasn't so bad that my wife left me because I got to drink with my friends. I drank a lot, and now, I'm still thirsty. So, you, who comes to my resting place, leave a little wine here. And another, Tuitka, is pure venom. She brings tears and torment, and this is brought to me too. Death put me under her foot. He who likes Tuaka a lot will have at the end my lot, as I have loved Tuaka a lot, and with it in hand I died. Lived 45 years, sudden death, 1958. And this headstone depicts a poor woman getting rather sick. Quote, I rest here quite cold, and Turda Ayana I was called, daughter of Aili, a.k.a. Daiochi, and wife of Ailis. Oh, my life was very brief, and it ended in great grief, a great disease and tears and misery I fought, great disease and great suffering that has consumed our entire fortune. You, Ion, my dear husband, you took care of me more than ever found in this village. You've taken me to many doctors, but for me there's no cure. I would have given my whole fortune only to get rid of the pain, but that was also not possible. So I wish you and my two daughters all health. 
died at 47 on the 10th day of June in 2006. I am Dioko Tahului, and I stay now in the shadow of a plum tree. So when you will stay near me, you'll find out about me that I was the pillar of my house, and I leave it with sorry and tears. From my childhood, I like to work and to take care of the house. I also like to deal with horses and sheep. Nobody in the village had horses and sheep like I. I loved horses terribly, and for them I even died. When sitting on a mound of grass on a wagon pulled by a horse, I fell and was killed. I rest here quite cold, and Stan George I was called, and my poor life melted like ice while working in the field. I was struck by Elias Lightning. My father was very sad, and oh, my poor mother, she will never forget me. Too young I, and did my lifespan, when I was 19 years old in 1954. And this one portrays a man who was killed in the war. Here my name is inscribed on this cross made by my grandson, a green dwarf fir leaf, Viscus Gregory I was. In the year of 1914, a cold war began. My body is buried under a fir tree in Galicia. When I left for war, I did not return home because the enemies shot me and I died right on the spot. Died in 1915. Next up is this one. This is where I rest. Papayanosu is my name. Though I am old, I go up the hill to gather hay. When I get there, I eat cheese and stew. And after that, I take my mower and start working because that is what peasants do. So, you know, there's some that is just kind of like, okay, how did you die? Here's another one that involves food. Here I rest, quite cold, Anuta Jihambosi, I was called. As long as I lived on earth, everything of beauty I loved. I was a good hostess. I needed sheep cheese. To anyone, I can tell that I lived in harmony, but I had downs too, for my husband passed away, and the two children lie since childhood under the ground. And here's one final epitaph for you guys. Quote, I rest here quite cold. My hakia ion, I was called. I worked my whole life in the forest with cant hook and axe. And even when I was getting older, I did not shy away from work. I had three little children, which were very dear to me. Toter and my wife. I leave them in great grief, for I ended my lifespan when I was 81. Died in 1982. With over 800 burials and counting, I would love to just go and walk by every single one, as each one has a story to tell, pictures and poems, and some of them leaving a lot to the imagination. I think it would be very colorful and vibrant adventure, for sure. And speaking of colorful, it is said that the paint begins to fade away after around 15 years or so, which, I don't know. I guess is not too bad considering that they're outside dealing with the elements 24-7, but must be rough when you are responsible for repainting and touching up hundreds upon hundreds of these pieces of art. Now, on vice.com, I found somebody sharing their experience when they visited the spectacular cemetery. 
They also shared some interesting facts, such as when somebody dies, they're left in the special room for three days. This individual had come to pay respects for a 19-year-old man who recently had passed away, even going to the funeral. Quote, the walls were decorated with carpets and the old plates, and nearly 100 attendees were trying to gather inside around the open coffin. The flag was being sewn for him, as is traditional for men who die before getting married. Next, the participants danced to traditional folk dance, quietly and without music. Unquote. To me, true, the man who makes and paints most of the headstones these days talks about the boy who died recently, saying that his epitaph will reflect the boy's humor, gentle nature, but also the fact that his death was caused by alcohol. So, if you're ever in the area of this sweet little village in Romania, close to the border of Ukraine, please stop by and visit this beautiful burial ground, often referred to as being an open-air museum. I doubt you will be disappointed, for I have added it to my ever-so-growing paranormal bucket list. This week's special city shout-outs go to Romford, England, Gia de Azora, Spain, Mohali, India, McLean, Virginia, and Flat Rock, Michigan. As always, everybody, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you for stopping by, making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your morning, day, night, Wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening, it is absolutely appreciated. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? Well, there's really no need to cry, my friends. Just hit up any of those phenomenal podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Blueberry, Google Podcasts, Player FM, Basically, wherever you may roam to hear your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. Would you like to be a voiceover for a future episode? The possibilities are endless. You could play a king. You could play a serial killer. You could portray a victim. You could portray whatever. You just never know. Maybe you have the most spine-tingling ideas for a topic for an episode. Perhaps you have a spooky story of your very, very own to share. Please feel free to reach out to me. I love recommendations and suggestions. You can message me on Twitter at paraprowl. You can email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. Or you could reach me on the Paranormal Prowlers podcast Facebook page as well. Thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful day. And we will see you next week.